This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. No guests, no calls, and no real content. Well, actually, we do have some content today. Zach's keep your mouth shut. We're going to talk some football and some other things, and maybe baseball, who knows, and other stupidities that come across our minds. His name is Al Dukes. He's down in Bradley Beach, New Jersey. I don't think he's ever coming back to New York City, and that's just fine by him. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Yeah, if I mean, if I never went back to New York City, would it be the worst thing ever? Probably not. I agree. I've said that before. If I never stepped foot in the city again, I'd be okay. But you seem to have wanted to go back to New York City. I want to be back in the... Well, here's the deal. If the studio was in Secaucus, I'd still Mm -hmm. want to be back in the studio. Wherever it is, it just makes my job easier being here. Yeah. I don't care for having to edit and figure out the back way into the system from home. It's too much. I would have tried to figure that out. Well, I did, and I did it for months and months and months, but with more and more games and more sound to cut up, I can't do it at home. Yeah, the computer dudes over at the WFAN, they set me up with this. Uh, I know this is a thing that's been around for quite a while, but it was new to me, this VPN where you can you can dial into your desktop at work. Which is great. Yeah. But I cool. can't, I don't have the same cool. setup and software to edit at home. It's, although just, the, it's more difficult. Although the guy had to, the computer guy that helped me out, he had to uh, take over my computer, which was weird because I was like, this guy can see into my computer Everything now. you do. And hope everything you've look looked at. Hope he doesn't look. Or oh look, no, no, no! Hope he doesn't look in my in my cash system, as they call it, the the, the yeah. internet cash. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They are <laughs> right now. They're talking about like this creep. <laughs> they're like, "What'd you guys do today?" Uh, well, I set up a computer, a home computer, for this creep who uh, goes on weird websites. You know what Al Dukes likes? Big butts. <laughs> oh, it was all. Uh, it was all a lot of websites in the big butt area as a genre. <laughs> Actually, I don't like a big butt. I know people there. Some people that like big butts. I was just trying to keep it clean. Oh, I had I other like things big in mind, and I cannot lie. Some people love a big butt. Great, right? To I when you know I, what I say, say Jerry, to them? good for them. To each his his or her own. Yeah, exactly. As they right. say it's exactly right. Whatever you like, you do you. Right, Jerry. It's uh, the anniversary of September 11th today. 19 years. Hard to believe it's that long. Next year will be the big anniversary. 20 years. That's a that's a big thing. Yeah. Well, 10 years was as well. I was uh, working at WNEW, but I hadn't gotten in for the day. I was working Ron and Fez show, so we were on at night. So uh, uh, this happened while I was sleeping still. 
Um, but so we didn't go in. You were working at WFAN. I was. I was working with uh, Joe B uh, at the time, right? Was it Joe? Yeah, I guess it was. You were still working Joe. the overnight shift. I was. Yeah, I was working the overnight shift. I was anchoring. I was my first year as a full time anchor overnight with Joe. And yes, that was one where my wife was still working at the time. She called and woke me up, and I'm wondering why the phone was ringing at 10 a.m. And she goes, "You gotta put the TV on." A plane hit. Um, the uh, the buildings in Manhattan, and you got to see this. And I'm like, my first thought was, all right, it's probably a prop plane. And I right. said, I'm sleeping, and I hung up on her. And I went back to sleep, and not 30 seconds later, she called back. She goes, turn on the television. I'm like, okay. Mm. I turned on the TV, and I never turned it off. And we didn't go in. I don't think we went in. We definitely didn't go in that night. I don't think we went in for a couple of nights. And then I'll never forget the first ride in. And didn't go through, didn't go the normal way. I went all the way around up to the George Washington Bridge. And you know the part on the turnpike, Al, where the turnpike splits? And you've yes. got, a, you got a really you go good shot. Fort Lee. Sh- yeah, well, much, much sooner than that. And you've got a great shot across New Jersey and into Manhattan. And you can see, I will never forget the sight that I saw that night. And so, yeah, I remember just going in with Joe. I guess it was probably Ray Martell, I think. That I was working with at the time, he was on the board, if I'm not mistaken, and we just, I mean, listened to news all night and went on when we had to, and it was weird. It was just very, very weird. Yeah, for Ron and Fez, I couldn't get in that night uh, on September 11th, but uh, 12th and on, we went in. Yeah, that sounds about right. I feel like I went in the next night too, although I don't think we did a show. I think we were there, but I don't think we did a show the next night. I think it was. I want to say we were si- we were simulcasting 10-10 wins. 10-10 wins. I think so. I'm not 100% sure. I don't really remember, but I think that, that sounds was about good. right. I feel like we didn't do a show for a couple of nights before we got back to the program, which wasn't a sports show. It was really about what was happening. Yeah. But I don't think we were on for a couple of nights. Yeah, we, we took like a – we were working at night. We took a ton of calls from people working down there. Sure. It was pretty wild. It was yeah, wild sure was. stuff, Jerry. Yeah, it was uh, sobering, yes. NFL season kicked off last night. A lot of dinking and dunking. That's the NFL, though. Yeah, I don't know. I wanted to like I no, I understand like dinking and dunking is the NFL, but I ex- but like to me the Chiefs were not the NFL. Like they were doing different things. But last night they were dinking and dunking. Yeah, I mean dunk, they dunk, ran the dunk. ball a lot and with a lot of success. They did throw the ball down the field certain times. times. Yeah, they did. I mean, that one, the first one that looked like a touchdown that wasn't. And it's another thing with this replay. It looks so good. Yeah. And then they show you the replay, and I'm watching the game. My son, I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's uh, let's redo this next play. Sack. Now it's third and forever, and uh, we're punting. Okay. Right. You know. But yeah, I mean that that is the NFL though. It's like you look quick, nothing there. Check down. Like okay. A lot of checkdowns. A lot of checkdowns. And now uh, people criticize Tom Brady for the checkdowns, but. Patrick Mahomes did it last night, and he's a young fella. He's Patrick Mahomes. He's Patrick Mahomes. He's just got forty billion dollar contract. Pretty he's much, and dunking down the field and winning. You winning, dink and dunk all you want. If you win, it yeah. works. And how about this? The the Vegas lines in a coronavirus world where the, we didn't get any preseason games. They set the over under at, at fifty four and a half. And a half. It's unbelievable. And it was 3420. 54 a, points. What Jerry, so, what in the hell? So I all right, so I'm sitting there last night and I'm I'm doing my my bet MGM parlay and I'm thinking, all right, the Yankee game is postponed, which was weird because it didn't rain by us until after nine o'clock, but whatever. Manhattan's different, obviously. 
And uh, I'm like, all right, so the Yankees are out. I can't go with the Yankees and Garrett Cole. I know I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm like, do I go with the Chiefs and the over? And I didn't. I went with the Chiefs minus the nine and then took the Padres minus a run and a half. How about that? And you won? I did. They won by five. The Chiefs won by 14. Got a nice little email this morning. Congratulations on your win. Thank you very much. That was a good night. I made a ten dollar I made one ten dollar wager last night. I took the under and I took the Texans straight up. Okay. I thought that would be a nice path. Ten dollars would have paid seventy five dollars. But I lost. You did. But I only lost ten dollars. That's all I good. Like, I like those low risk, high reward. Did you, bets. did you do two straight up bets or that was a that was No, a I did a parlay. I parlayed it. Wow, you went with the Texans? Just because it, I needed I like to bet but you didn't little think they money. Were, I agree. And I sometimes you go for the underdog with the big payback if yeah. in fact it happens. But you were so set on the Chiefs. I know, but here's what like th- one of the things I noticed last year with the NFL, and it's probably been going on a couple years. When when everybody expects one thing, the other thing happens. So all I kept hearing all day long, all week long leading up to it was like, take the over. It's going to be a 40 to 40 game. It's going to yeah. be ridiculous. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take the under. And then while I was that going that far into it, I thought, well, let me uh, let me take the Texans straight up just as a fun parlay. And did you get the under at 54 and a half or was 54 it 54 and a half? So you won that, but then yeah. you lost on the tag. Chris yeah. Sims, I believe, before the game predicted 45-35. Yeah, that's what I see. When everyone starts thinking one way, the NF, that's why they play the games, as Chris well, Berman would say. I will tell you that that was why I stayed away from the over-under because it seemed like it was obvious that they'd go over. And I said, you know what? I'm going to lay off it. And so I didn't for exactly that reason. But in no way, shape, or form was I ever taking the Texans. Although, when you see them score, you're like, huh, interesting. Right. But then again, they're the Chiefs. And they, this game, like I'd have just looking real quick at the score, halftime was 17-7. People had to be in a panic that had the over. Probably, yeah. And the over. Chiefs minus 9.5. And, and the Chiefs minus 9.5, right. But the Chiefs always turn it on in the second half. Always. Exactly why you shouldn't have taken the Texans. I know. <laughs> Because you got what now? What would that have paid if you would have had the text? If you would have had the if you would have the taken parlay. the Chiefs minus the nine and a half, and you had the over under, you still would have done well. Yeah, I still would have done well, but uh, wouldn't have been seventy five bucks. But I no. bet you would have got forty. Maybe I was Jerry. I was going for it all last night. Seventy five dollars. Going for it all, then bet more than ten bucks. <laughs> well, then I would have been annoyed with that uh, that they didn't that it, the bet didn't win. And who'd you take on your video? Did you take the Texans? I did not touch. I did not. I do not pick the uh, oh, Thursday night right. game you for my for video, so you. that it can, so that it can live uh, longer. No, you're, you know what? You're Linger right. Because longer. if you lose it on Thursday night, what's the point then right. after that? Then I can't retweet it all weekend. And Very get, good idea. Get my views. Right. But the big hit of the night, though, Jerry was um, Andy Reid's mask. <laughs> he so, wore a face shield that was fogging up immediately. <laughs> yeah. Andy Reid, instead of going with the mask, he went with the clear face shield, which was attached to his his Hat. baseball cap. Yeah, which we saw after the national anthem when he put it on. It was all one piece. All sideways. It was pretty funny. If the Chiefs don't immediately get those up for sale on their website today, hats with the, with the face shield attached then to it. Then someone should be fired. Fire everyone. I couldn't agree with you more. If I lived in Kansas City, I would immediately buy one. Anytime I had to go out and wear a mask, I would wear that. Because you might that's buy one cool. even living in Bradley Beach. I might, exactly. 
I, I don't think I could make one myself. I would have no idea how to attach it to uh, the the chief's hat other yeah. than Gorilla Glue. But you know, here's what I'm going to check later on in the show, Jerry, when Boomer and G are on. I'm going to go to the chief's NFL shop and just try to purchase that hat that Andy Reid had on. Okay. I bet it sells out. The specific hat or the shield yeah. with the hat? No, because I don't think they're going to be smart enough to put the shield up there with it. You but can I'm buy, have to a buy my hat. own shield. You can buy a Chiefs hat. That exact one, Andy Reid. Well, not his. I don't <laughs> his think they're style. selling his game worn hat. Oh, if they sold his game worn shield every week with the fog on it. <laughs> Although, if he has coronavirus, you just may as well just purchase coronavirus. I was very surprised though, because after because that was quick, the the fogging up of the yes. face shield. So I actually put Twitter on. I'm like, this has got to be all over the place. And it wasn't. Not in the beginning. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I didn't go back to it later. Oh, yeah. In the no, night. it's all over the internet now. But I was really surprised. Like, within five minutes of seeing it, I thought that would have been everywhere. I was even searching Andy Reid in really? the search box. Yes. In the first couple of minutes, it was nothing was coming up. I was disappointed. Hmm. You were like, what's going on with the internet? They should be all over this. The internet's broken. <laughs> Do you think, Jerry, that Andy Reid next week will go with a regular cloth mask covering, or this is his thing? No, now? I think this is going to be his thing. Because they did win. They well, You can't change now. I saw a lot of like uh, tweets about it, about his mask, where they were like, this is what Andy Reid sees right now. And it, it was like a, a, sh- a picture through a foggy window. <laughs> Let me ask you this. <laughs> Has someone yet created Andy Reid's mask? As a Twitter follower. Uh, Twitter not that handle. I've seen, but I'm sure in Kansas City. Andy Reid's face shield or whatever yeah, you would Andy call it. Yeah, Andy Reid's face shield. I thought it was NFL good. NFL shop chiefs. I'm well, look you know what the problem with wearing right these now. masks are? And I'm sure you've come across this too. Yeah. And I have it a lot. Wow. I'm looking at Brian Jones on TV. He grew a beard. He's all gray. Wow. Um, that looked weird. Hmm. So when we have these baseball games on the weekends, sunglasses on, hat on, because I, I do wear the team hat, and then the mask. My glasses fog up, and I can't yeah. see. Same here. It's a problem. You're supposed to get the masks that uh, pinch at the nose, like they have the uh, the piece of metal in the nose part, and if you pinch it down, it lets less of your breath out so that you don't fog up your glasses. And you can't breathe. But I'm getting this mask anyway. And you're, I'm on the Chiefs website. The Andy Reed, the hat that Andy Reed had on last night, I believe, is available. Of course it's available. It's a hat. And I believe I'll be purchasing it. All right, good for you. 36 bucks for a hat, though, Jerry. Mm. Nothing's cheap, mm. Al. Nothing is cheap anymore. Mm. Now, if you want, I'll take electrician clips, and I'll be happy to put the shield Ooh. and attach it to your hat if you'd like. Okay. Now, i got to rip holes in it, but it'll look great. Do not rip holes in my $35 brand new Chiefs hat. $36. 36 plus Yeah, but shipping. it's a small little hole. It'll be no problem, and we'll zip tie it right through, and you'll be good to go, and you can walk around like Andy Reid. Yeah. Those are going to be big sellers in Kansas City now. Big sellers. All right, we're just getting started. 517. It is a football fr- I can't believe I'm saying this. It's a football That's Friday. Right. Week one NFL underway. Chiefs win last night. We got a lot more to do, including Boomer and Geo at six, right here on the fan. Alan Jerry, now offering contact-free delivery. All right, I don't know if we consider this a summer Friday anymore, but I think we're going to because it's yeah. going to be gorgeous and warm and sunny, but it's always weird. When the NFL season begins, because it's like, oh, I got to watch football on Sunday now, but it's nice outside. What do we do? I don't know what you're going to do. My guess would be you're going to sit in your condo with the air conditioning on and watch football. 
I'm going to fire up that red zone channel, Jerry. You better believe it. I'm going to be looking forward to the countdown that's on the screen when you turn it on a little bit early because you're a little bit excited yeah. and you see the countdown. That's I'm going to do I'm that. Doing. I'm also, I got to sign up for the Sunday ticket, which you can now stream. I'm very excited yeah. about that. So I think I'm going to go with the, on Sunday, I think we're going to go with the two or three. We're going to set up like three TVs. I think that's going to be fun. You got a three TV uh, I don't, situation. but I have I have two extra TVs. Oh, sounds like you're bragging. Not at all. They're old, but they still work. Um, so I think I might set up, uh, put the Jets, well, I don't want to put the Jets on the big screen. No, the Jets go to the little screen. You can well, tell that the Jets go to the little screen based on the announcers for the game. They go to the, well, what does that mean? Who are you ripping on? Well, I'm not ripping on because, listen, if someone asked me to do play-by-play of a Jets game, I would do it. I'm just saying you can tell based on the level of <laughs> experience of the people what they think of the game. So here's Jets Buffalo, which is this is why you don't put it on your big screen, Jerry. Uh, Andrew Catalan. Who's very good. I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. He's been doing it for five years. What? Yes. James Lofton. Yeah, you've heard of him. I have heard of him. James Lofton's been doing games for it's got to be a decade, maybe yeah. longer. And someone named A.J. Ross. Okay. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. But Andrew's I, Andrew's a good dude. He's been. I would say Andrew's probably been doing games. Boy, it's got to be five years. Maybe, Andrew maybe Catalan. Long, yeah. Maybe, uh, Wikipedia him. Yeah, too. maybe longer. Andrew's a really. He's really Andrew good too. Catalan. I'm not mocking him. I don't know who he is. You I'm just, just said they go to the they go to the small screen because he's doing the game. <laughs> if that's not mocking. Him, oh, what and is he that? grew up in Short Hills, yes. New Jersey. Oh, my bad. Yeah. My bad. And I'm 10 years older than him. Did I, so what am I doing? Eddie, did Andrew uh, intern with us? Yes. I thought what? so. That's what I thought. Boy, this Eddie Scazzeri has brought through so many people. Yeah, well. Jim Nance came through the internship program with Eddie Scazzeri. A lot of people don't And know Eddie that. trained him, too. Eddie trained <laughs> him and uh, told him how to do his calls correctly and all that stuff. Man. All right, so you got that on one of the screens. Yeah, I'm going to go. So I have two equal, like normal size flat yeah. screens. So the Jets will go on one. I'll go red zone on the other. And maybe, well, I don't know. I got to see what the what game I want to watch. I'm really interested in watching the Bucks play. I'm interested yes. in – I'm really interested in Cam Newton against the exactly. Dolphins. So I might go full game um, on the big screen. And then I'll go red zone on one, Jets on the other. Yeah, I was just eyeballing the schedule, of course, locally. Jets-Bills at one. Then I'm looking at uh, Dolphins-Patriots That's at, at one. one. What time That's, are the Bucks and Saints? Uh, four. That's four. Uh, 425. Okay, that's I and like then you that. got your Cowboys at 820, Correct. Giants Monday night. It's a perfectly spaced out schedule this week. It is. Week one you know in what, the NFL. You know what that is? That is a lazy, chip-eating, <laughs> long afternoon and night of football. <laughs> Shoving chips down your throat. Oh, my God, yes. this We get into this time of year now where you got to pull the Dukes. You have to be clean eating for six days so that Sunday <laughs> you can let yourself go. Right. Because otherwise, I mean, what a disaster. I already got some pumpkin beer, Jerry, for uh, Sunday to nice. watch the games. Yeah, I'm not into that stuff. Yeah, I, ha- I actually t- tried one yesterday afternoon when I was uh, installing my new throw rugs. Installing? I- <laughs> you mean you opened them up and put them on the floor? Unrolled them, yeah. <laughs> installing. <laughs> He's such a fool. I installed some rugs yesterday. Yeah. I opened up one of the pumpkin beers. Not as good as pumpkin coffee. Yeah, I don't. I, 
I know there are a lot of people that love a lot of these flavored beers. I, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I don't. I just like regular beer. Good. Right. Well, I got, when I went to the liquor store the other day, I got pumpkin beer and then I got classic Rolling Rock. All right. Oh, I like the Rolling that's Rock. Now let, and that's a good beer. Now let me ask you this. When you got the pumpkin beer, did it come in a four pack or the customary six pack? Six pack. A six pack of pumpkin beer. Yeah. I'm going to say you paid eleven dollars for you the know, six pack. I, I'm not sure what I don't know what I paid. What do you I mean? I really don't. I didn't. I didn't look at the price, and I, I don't recall what I paid. Well, what was the bill total? I don't remember. So you just you're so free with money that you just said, charge me whatever you want. Here's my card. You don't even look <laughs> at it. Jerry, I have no children to to suck and you're money rich. out of me. I got it. It's kids. Kids take all your money. They do take a lot of money. <laughs> that is so true. You know what I mean? Like, so if you don't have kids. I came, so I had this realization. Had to have been, I want to say five years ago. Now, again, our choice where we send our kids to school. So we do pay tuition. And it hit me that when Matthew and Joseph were both in school at the same time, if you look at that and then the high school they were going to go to and then college. Yeah. I said, boy, I better not lose my job in the next 15 yeah. years. You could be rolling in it, Jerry, if you didn't have I children. Screwed. Yeah. It is uh, kids take up a lot of cash. You're right. If you I were a right. parent, I would say, listen, in the seventh grade, I'd be like, you're on your own. Go get, get a, a job. job. <laughs> yeah. That's not quite Something. the case. That is not quite the case. Get your working papers. I'll sign off. Whatever needs to be done. Hey, I had a job when I was in eighth grade. Newspapers. No, in eighth grade, I don't think it was newspapers in eighth grade. I was 14 already, wasn't I? No, yeah, you needed to be 16. That's not true. Oh, right, you're right, 14 to get That's working papers. I'm I collected to... carts at the food town. At 15, I was at the gas station already. Living the life. Living the life. And I did, the, by the Living way, I did up. the newspaper thing, I think, when I was 11. Well. So you were, I mean, you were late to everything. Yeah. I was Manhood. Right. <laughs> Maturity. Yes. Hair on my body. That. Oh, God. That. All right, Eddie. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Whatever. All right, Jerry, what else do I have to here? To each his own, Al. Uh, yes, to each his own. Uh, yesterday, they, were, they let 17,000 people, I guess, into this uh, right. Chiefs game. Okay. I've said this now for a month. I'm going to ask you now. Why can this not be done in every stadium? Yeah, because they looked very spaced out. Yes, and it was more than six feet. So I saw one of the Cowboy reporters, I forget who it was, post on Twitter, the Cowboys are not um, obligating their season ticket holders for 2020. Makes sense. I don't think any teams are right. because a lot of teams if aren't you don't want to come, fans. you don't have to come. So what they did was, I guess, according to this Twitter post that I saw, they basically just put individual game tickets on sale. And then when you click on the chart, it shows you the tickets that are available and the proper spacing that they have, just like you saw last night in Kansas City. So I will ask you again, outdoor, and I listen, I get the dome stadiums maybe a little different. I still think with proper spacing and masks, we're fine. Why in the hell can we not put 15,000 people at MetLife Stadium? Yes, we can. Why can't we put 10,000 fans at City Field and Yankee Stadium? Governors, are you listening I don't know, to I Jerry? Honestly, Al, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Because they made a point to tell us last night, and I know not every fan base is going to be like this, but Al Michaels made a point to tell us we are not piping in crowd noise. What you hear is what you're getting from the stadium. And you know what? There was atmosphere. Yes. It sounded great. It looked, you know what, it looked like a low-level college game, but for the most part, there were people there. There was atmosphere. It was fine. It wasn't packed and crazy and rowdy, but it was good. 
Let's you know do how, this everywhere. You know how I knew they weren't piping in sound uh, when the fans booed the moment of unity? <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> I was like, well, that they wouldn't pump in no, booing. That they would not pump for in. For moment of unity. That really threw off J.J. Watt. He didn't understand why uh, the Kansas City Chiefs fans were booing the moment of unity. I got I to gotta be honest, I don't either. <laughs> I don't know. He said, what, there, what are we booing? <laughs> there was no flag involved. There right. was nothing involved other than two teams coming together to show unity. What, what, what are, like, this is what I want to know. What were Ooh. they booing? <laughs> I think they were, I, I think they were just anticipating. Well, great. That's that awesome. The, the minute anybody was, was getting aye, involved aye, together. Aye. And they God. were so friendly with each other before the game. They were. And, Fist bumping. And their team, aside from, I think, one player, their team all of them stood for the national anthem. The Chiefs, yes. You want to, and you're good. Boo the hell out of the Texans. <laughs> a because they're the Texans. B because they stayed in the locker room. Great. Why are we booing all the players on the field? <laughs> I got to say, I did laugh at it because I, it was funny that they were just booing guys standing. Oh my god! <laughs> locked arm in arm with no. There really was like as JJ Watt said, there was no flag. There was no nothing. There There's was no, no reason to boo. <laughs> you got football back. Cheer. <laughs> It is but, weird. But it was funny. Then I was like, oh, okay. So we're, uh, do they have this mic, these people individually mic'd up in this crowd? Because for 17,000 people spread out over an 80,000-seat uh, stadium, they were pretty loud. They were loud. They were very loud. And that was my point. And I guarantee you the Jet crowd would be just as loud. Right. If you allowed 15,000 people into an 85,000-seat stadium. How about really that? How about that? It's dumb. I'm sorry. I would let Joe Beningo in. Uh, Fireman Ed. I'm a loser. And Evan. <laughs> well, Evan's got to watch the Mets. I'm a loser. Yeah. Uh, big sports night tonight, Jerry. You do get Garrett Cole and uh, um, Jacob DeGrom pitching. You do. And Tanaka. Want to go Yankees all in? got a doubleheader. <laughs> How about this one? How about we go? <laughs> all right, let's Cole, see. Let me see what Tanaka, you got. Tanaka, DeGrom, mm-hmm. three-game par- New York baseball parlay. <laughs> baseball parlay? I might do that. I might roll with it. Here's what, what I love it? about the parlay, okay? And I'm serious about this because I do post most days when I put the bet in for the parlay. On the fan. I do, on the fan, yes. Was that you? Yes. Or was that JJ? That was- <laughs> I can't even tell. <laughs> so I do post, and I post my record. Now, my record is not great. With last night's win, I believe I'm now 7-12. and 12. Not great. Not great. But you know what I am? I'm still way ahead. Because with the parlay, if you win once out of every four times, you're right. good. And it's just a, I don't know, it's more fun that way. I kind of enjoy it. So if I ever won tonight, I think with last night's win, I had my, my, I think my parlay was $25 and I won like 80, I think it was. So I'm, I'm ahead. So if you were going to do a fun parlay bet for this, if you're going to go DeGrom, Cole, Tanaka, do you have to take them to win or just for their teams to win those games? You're, no, you're taking the teams to win. You, okay, so you, I don't need a Jacob DeGrom decision. I just need the Mets Well, I'm win. sure you can probably bet that, but that's not what I would that do would be because crazy. they're starting. I'm picking the teams to win. Okay. And then what I usually – and I do, and, I, and it's, it really has worked more than it hasn't. I really stay away from the money line in a lot of cases when the odds are crazy. So like last night – because the because the I forget what the money line was. The money line for the Padres wasn't great, but the Padres minus a run and a half was. So I'm gonna pick them to win. What the hell? I'm gonna hope they win by two runs or more. And more times than not, it works. 
Although, here's the problem, Jerry. The Yankees have a doubleheader today, and all doubleheaders get split. No team has ever swept a oh, doubleheader, so you're going to lose that shut bet. Up, dude. So I wouldn't even know if <laughs> I would take that. How many times have we gone over that? <laughs> I like that you stay on it, though. It is the Orioles, though, and uh, the Orioles have been uh, beating down the Yankees and the Mets. It ends tonight. It en- We're putting an end to it tonight. It ends tonight. Yankees sweep them tonight. And did you see you've got the, uh, the Marlins and the Phillies. Last night was the first of a... Seven game series. <laughs> How many they, of those are double headers? Well, they've got two days of double. So they played last night. I believe double header today, one game Saturday, double header Sunday, one game Monday. I believe. And what's the story with James Paxton? I mean, he had an injury setback, Jerry. Unbel- it is unreal, isn't it? It is incredible. I'll so, tell you- sp- so specific, strained left flexor tendon. Yeah, I mean, that is pinpointing an injury. Well, I hope so. With technology and MRIs, I'd like to think we can pinpoint what the injury is. Hmm. If you break your toe, we don't say broken foot, do we? <laughs> 536 on the fan. We have a lot more to do, I promise you. Football Friday, Boomer and Geo at the top. Don't go away. Alan Jerry, now offering curbside delivery. Yeah, like everybody else. You know, speaking of curbside deliveries, how about this one? I'm not going to say who... But yesterday, Al, I purchased one of these uh, bikes um, for my wife and for my son who wants to start doing some cardio. And there's, you know, I'm not going to get it for, you know, three weeks or whatever. But how about this? And I'm not going to say what company is because it's not the one everybody else uses. So I'm all good with the price. No worries. All cool. You know, whatever. It's fine. And then you get to the cart, you know, part where you got to pay for it. And here were the two options they gave me. $99 for curbside drop-off or $199 to bring it to your doorstep. (laughs) So you're telling me they're going to show up and they're just going to leave it in the street on the curb? Yes. For real? Well, when uh, I first moved here, I needed to get some uh, vanities for my bathrooms. Well, they delivered to a different complex. (laughs) uh, Well, no, those actually got delivered properly. Oh, they did. Okay. But... And I ordered well, the way I ordered them because of coronavirus. They said they would only drop them off uh, at the steps of outside. Right, which I—that's what I expect. But I can't bring a vanity in. Well, you need help. That's why, as I told you, anytime you need me, call me. I'll come down and help you, which you right, never but what, do. But what you could do is you can you can have those guys drop off the exercise bike for the cheaper version, and then when they get there, go hey. 20 bucks each of you guys. Could you bring this Yeah, in? I guess. That's I, what I would do. Yeah, I mean, I can do that. It's just, what if no one's home? They're going to leave the thing in the in the street? Yeah. There's just going to be an exercise bike in front of your oh house. God. I mean, come on. And it's 100 bucks to go another 50 feet? Yes. Come on. Well, they got it. They're risking coronavirus. What a ripoff. No, no. They're not coming in. Oh. It was to deliver at the door. I mean, that's a racket. Come on now. Yeah, the, right. They get you, Jerry, because you are you are already at the screen where you're paying and you're excited. You're getting an exercise. Bike. Uh, yes, and you know what? You're right about all of that, and you're also right that I was a little annoyed. Well, when Boomer gets you the Peloton, you're gonna have two bikes. You know what? And great. I hope he does, and then I'll sell the other one. But I will say, when I saw the two financial choices, yeah, for checkout, I literally thought one was gonna be one just to drop off, and the other to drop off and install. Right. And no, that's not it. Like, man, and I actually contemplated. I'm like, do I cancel this? 
I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that just for delivery. But I thought that You're was silly. You're going to have to put together an exercise bike. You That's don't fine. That. No, that doesn't bother me. That's fine. You have to go on YouTube. No, you don't. They give you directions. No, I go right to YouTube One now. step at a time. YouTube uh, solves everything quicker than reading directions. Uh, I, In most cases, I agree. In something like this, I'm following the directions. Jerry, Skip Bayless is facing so all right. big-time criticism today after Dak Prescott came forward to say that he had depression from coronavirus pandemic and his brother committing suicide. So here's the thing. And I was wondering if we should do this or not, because I feel like this is another attempt for attention. I really do. That Skip Bayless wants attention? Yeah, I do. Because this is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard a human being say. I mean, he is comparing someone going through a pandemic and fighting depression for a few weeks to you've got to be better than that because you're a quarterback. Shut up. Yeah, so I guess Dak Prescott revealed that he had depression from the the craziness going on Corona. His brother committed suicide. And uh, Skip Bayless said, I don't have sympathy for him going public. If you reveal publicly any little weakness, it can affect your team's ability to believe in no, you in can't. the toughest spots. Wrong. Can't. How Wrong. about this one? And it definitely can encourage others on the other side to come after you. It's stupid. Honestly, really. He's getting a lot of heat. He should. And he's in the middle of a contract negotiation with Fox. Again, my point. And look what's happened now. The name of the show, because if I play the clips this morning, I have to credit the show. And 100% we will do that. But look at the attention he's creating. But isn't that risky if he did it on purpose for attention in this uh, cancel culture that we're in, as they say, Jerry? Well, I don't know what he said is fireable. I think it's insensitive, but I don't think it's a fireable comment. Um, You know, yeah, that I wouldn't go there. But do I think I thought it was interesting. Fox did release a statement, though, you know, just saying they don't agree with him. And I think that's where it ends. He has a he's got a very strange reputation as a broadcaster. He really does. And so when this came out, I wasn't surprised it was him. When I heard it and saw it, um, I don't like the fact. I mean, first of all, when you start your comments by saying, "Listen, if you got to come after me for what I'm going to say, come after me," then you think he knows it's he's. Of course he knows. Yeah. Of course he knows. You know, depression and mental health right now is one of the bigger issues in this country we deal with. And to sit there and say that because you're a quarterback, you should be better than that and shouldn't tell us. I mean, I've I've said to you many times, and I've told this story. The day that I thought and believed that he would be the next franchise quarterback of the Cowboys, and still believe he will, even though they had their contract issues, I still think at some point they'll figure that out, was when I interviewed him for the Compass Media Network's pregame show, and I basically said, you know, why is this the proper spot for you? Like, how have you been able to deal with the pressures of being the Cowboys quarterback? And I'll never forget his answer. And he's like, you know what? I watched my mom die from cancer. If I can, if I can get through that, being quarterback is not that big a deal. I'm like, boy, that is a mature answer for a, basically a 21-year-old at the time. When I was uh, working in uh, Tampa Sports Radio in uh, like 1995, Skip Bayless used to fax cow- like a cowboy newsletter. Well, he, was a, he, was, he was a beat reporter, wasn't he? I don't even know that he was doing that. He had like a cowboy insider newsletter that he faxed to places. I believe that. Yeah. And I think we paid for it. I'm sure we did. <laughs> I'm sure we did. I mean, back in the day, we paid for information like that. Right. Oh, did did the Skip Bayless Cowboys facts get in yet? There was one. 
I'm not going to say who it was. You can find it online. Oh, I mean, you talk about right going now. after him on social media. Yeah. I mean, a expletive-filled post. Ooh. Basically telling him where to go. To stick it? Uh, something like that. Yes. You know radio stations used to take fax requests for music? Like K Rock, yes. I remember they used to like for lunchtime you would you would you would fax in your Well, how request. else would you do it? There was no internet. Call them, I guess. You, know, you would call or you could fax. People are working. <laughs> You're at work. For the lunch line. <laughs> could you imagine writing down a, re- a song request and then putting it in a fax machine to I send it to Carol? We used Miller? to solicit uh sports <laughs> questions via fax. <laughs> Why not? Same thing as hitting us up on Twitter now. Yeah. It's just a different time, different technology. Oh, someone has a question. Hang on. And I remember Ed and Dave doing it. I never sure. remember Mike and Dog doing it. Who did it? Ed Col- Coleman and Dave Sims. Coleman and the Soul Man. Those two guys did it all right. They were innovative. They were getting their faxes in. Only show I ever called on WFAN. Uh, yes. Do you remember your question? Uh, it was Giants related. I don't remember the question. I think it was... If I remember, I think I called to blame Bill Parcells for the Giants being in the predicament they were in because Ray Hanley was given a bad draw. Like, he had no time to prepare. And And they agreed with me. And then you yelled, Baba Booey, and you hung up. I wasn't a Howard Stern fan. I didn't do that. No. All right. So, no, that's not the case. But how about Bruce Springsteen? has another album coming out. A new album coming out uh, next month. We just released... talked about him on the podcast yesterday with his 600 songs. Well, that was yeah. his 600. And how many will we put on this? 25 uh, more? Put, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> he'll probably, he'll probably put uh, 10 to 12 songs, I think, Man. on there. Have you yeah. heard the newest one, the letter I, song? I have heard it. Like it? It's or all spike right. it? It's not. I'm uh, going to go. Uh, I'm not spiking it, but I'm not like. It's I not born to, to run? It again. It's not born to run. When was the last big hit he had? I'm gonna say the last big hit. Not he Philadelphia, had. was it? The streets no, of Philadelphia. No, no, no. Uh, it was probably after the the album he did after 9/11, which which uh, probably the Rising was. Is that Radio Nowhere? Hit. No, Radio Nowhere. You're gonna. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna count that as a hit, but if uh, I guess we'll count it as a hit. Radio Nowhere was after that. Well, I mean, I would say I'm not a I'm not the biggest Bruce Springsteen fan, and I know that song. So I would say that qualifies as a hit, no? This is Radio Nowhere. Now, I might know it more so because of Russo, but I do know the song. And it sounds a lot like uh, 8675309. Is that true? How dare you? How dare you? The intro, for sure. Oh, yeah? Hmm. Al? I suppose that's true. (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) Jerry, are you aware that there's a a tiger roaming around Tennessee? Why not? I was not, no. They don't know. They're, they're, They're... Looking for it. It's it's roaming around outside of Knoxville, and they still haven't captured it yet. They counted all the tigers at the zoos, and no one's missing a tiger. So how do they know one's roaming? It's been spotted by numerous people. Well, if it's been spotted, go get it then. <laughs> well, they can't find it now. But it was spotted. Call them up and tell them where it is. It was spotted. They did. They called People called authorities, said, I think I see a tiger. Well, I do think from watching the Tiger King docuseries that we yeah. watched, there's a lot of sickos out there that are raising wild animals in their backyard. Right. So just because they're not missing one at the uh, at the zoo yeah. does nothing for me. I, I that doesn't that I, shock me. If I if there was a uh, Eddie, if there was a tiger missing somewhere in the Edison, New Jersey area, would you walk your dogs that day, or you'd be like, you know what, I'm wait till these tigers get down. This if tiger. it was uh, in my area, no, yeah. I would not. I wouldn't would either. Not. I don't Nor think I'd, I'd, I'd become there. you very quickly. I wouldn't leave my house, <laughs> and I would not go out there with a rope and try to catch it. <laughs> Bad idea. Can They're they asking, jump fences? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Oh, geez. 
So they could be in the backyard then. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. so this is a problem. They're asking people to um, uh, check their security cameras to see if they've yeah. seen a tiger. And if you around. see one, call authorities. Yeah. Immediately. We have to take a break. Me and uh, Whimsy ran from a street cat the other day, so we would have no shot. Did you go back and find the cat again? Uh, I have gone down that block with my can of uh, mace prepared. <laughs> Eddie, he was going to mace a cat. <laughs> that was yes, cha- It was attacking, going to attack I us. I heard. <laughs> We have to take a break. Right in your face, Stop talking. We have to take a break. (laughs) When we come back, we'll have a little more time, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. But now we have an award-winning, awesome Radio.com Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence talking about Eddie. Dak Prescott, which we were just uh, talking about. Timely. Alan Jerry, this is the new normal. 558. We're coming up on a football Friday with Boomer and Geo. The Chiefs did win last night, 34-20. to Lakers won last night as well. Islanders back in action tonight. Doubleheader for the Yankees. Mets play uh, up in Buffalo. What else you got, Al? This is the uh, last Bruce Springsteen song that was a hit, Jerry. This would be the last hit? Yep. 2009. Yeah, right. Been a while. That long ago, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. Jeez. It's a long well, I still enjoy his music, Jerry. I well, still yeah, buy every record. You know what I always find fascinating is when you put Bruce Springsteen on and you can pull up a concert and it's from like 1977 and he's still running around the stage now in 2020. It is really impressive. He's like 70 years old or something. Right. And yet you'd never, was even like Al Michaels last night. He's 75. Yeah, he's still calling games. Well, all right. He's going to take a couple. (laughs) Well, you're you're tough, man. (laughs) (laughs) Give the guy a break, will you? When he goes out. Football Friday on the fan. 